Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Episode 54, interlude episode 24.7. So this is my first episode of what I'm now going to be referring to as season two. Uh, My first year is done. Uh, I recorded my first episode just a little over a year from now, a year ago uh, today. Uh, It's been kind of exciting. Uh, To be honest with you, I've learned an incredible amount. Hopefully it's been beneficial to you listeners. Uh, just a couple of stats. So uh, throughout the first year of doing this podcast, I had a total of 53 episodes that I recorded. So a little over more than one a week, even though I did like surges where a couple of days I'd record a bunch and then I'd skip a few weeks. So sorry about my inconsistency, everybody. Hopefully this year will be better. I have some fun plans of some things I'd like to do. I'm going to do more of the uh, story time things that I've been doing with my kids. Uh, I'm going to start doing some interviews, and so that will at least make it so you're not quite so bored of hearing just me. Uh, all in all, I'm, I'm really excited for this year. I think it'll be good. Um, I've also had 882 listens in total uh, through all of my episodes, so I've almost breached 1,000, which is kind of cool. So uh, let me kind of go through a little bit of what's transpired since I recorded last. Obviously, the big ticket item here is this pandemic that's raging through. Uh, It's been interesting because myself and my oldest son, uh, we both struggle with anxiety, uh, sometimes to the extreme. And this pandemic um, has really not triggered it. Uh, It's almost like all the stuff we've been preparing for, you know, being cooped up in our house and all that jazz. You know, we're those memes where it's like, oh, pandemic, we're three days into being quarantined in our house and uh, I haven't left the house in a week kind of idea, right? That's not quite that bad, but uh, it's been interesting. Uh, we went to um, uh, Costco, Walmart, Target, some stores over the last handful of weeks doing uh, you know, basic shopping, not thankfully hunting for toilet paper, which nobody has. And it's been fun to kind of watch this. It, it feels very apocalyptic. Uh, you walk through and the shelves are barren and there's people looking around at, you know, don't get within six feet of me. And um, it, this has been kind of the strange thing. So at Costco, it was very crowded uh, when we were there. And uh, people were very friendly, uh, closer in proximity than we'd like, but they were friendly. When um, my oldest son and I went to Walmart, um, it it was, I don't know, it felt like a normal day at Walmart, other than there was only like one-tenth the volume of people in there, and the shelves were very barren. But from that standpoint, it, it felt very apocalyptic. Interestingly enough, when we went to Target... Target felt very much like um, you would walk towards an aisle where somebody else was and they would like look at you, get this look of terror and then flee. It was very strange. So I don't know if it's just the clientele that's different, but it was just interesting. There was a a really funny video that came out a number of years ago. You can look it up on YouTube. Um, If you look up uh, cough in your knee, uh, you'll, you'll see it. It's only like a minute and a half long. And uh, it, it's funny because it's so absolutely true to what's going on right now in the world. Uh, as a family, so there's five of us in our house. And so I've been working from home. My kids have been doing the homeschool thing. All in all, I think it's been fairly successful. I mean, we're all trying to share some hardware and some space. Uh, thankfully, in my house, I've got kind of a library, which is where I do all of my it's, – it's not an office, but it's acting like one right now while I'm working from home. It's also where I record my podcasts. The uh, the doing the school from home has been really interesting because uh, the kids so far haven't really had to dive into, oh, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? It's been more of the, okay, it's time to get up. Let's get changed. Um, sometimes we forget to shower. Well, okay, my wife does it and my kids don't, but I certainly do because I'll get up and I'll work all day long, you know, down in my library. And then I'll be like, oh, crap, I think I forgot I like eat today. So from that standpoint, it's not much different than work. 
far more information than you wanted. So there you go. Uh, as a family, we've also been playing tons of games and puzzles uh, like crazy. Uh, interesting, uh, the amount of puzzles we've been doing has been a lot. So we've done a lot of the Ravensburgen puzzles, which are the best, I think. Having said that, um, my uh, 11-year-old for Christmas got a Luigi puzzle. It's only a thousand pieces, but there's a huge section of it that's all just a, basically a solid green, which is a tiny pinstripe to it. I spent almost three weeks on that puzzle trying to put it together while my wife and my other kids were just slammed through all of these other puzzles. So I, I felt kind of like the puzzle weakling of the family, but it was very exciting when it was finished. Uh, we've also been playing a bit of Uno Attack. My five-year-old really likes that game, and the rules are simple, so it's nice to do a you know, quick play. We've also been playing that Disney Villains game. Uh, there's been a handful of expansions that have been coming out for that, and even though it's a little harder for my five-year-old to play, it's it's really fun because the rules are fairly unique, and there's enough characters with the expansions that you could play it quite a few times before you would ever repeat a character. So that's been uh, that's been actually really fun to play, especially given the fact that my wife is quite the Disney uh, buff. Um, there's other entertainment things that we've been we've uh, been doing during this time frame. However, um, I'm going to skip out of the pandemic world for a minute and kind of go into obviously there's been a lot of uh, we've been doing church at home. For the most part, because, uh, you know, the pandemic, they don't want people close. And so uh, we've had a lot of actually really, really cool spiritual experiences as a family. Not to take away from what happens when we're actually at church, but it's been cool because it feels like you can really take it to a personal level and give people opportunity to do or share things they wouldn't necessarily do in public uh, because you know, some people are afraid of public speaking and some of us uh, thrive off of the fear of public speaking. So one of the passages that we read uh, recently to just kind of share to be consistent here is in Enos, uh, Book of Mormon, uh, Enos chapter one, only chapter, verse three. And it says, Behold, I went to hunt beasts in the forests. And the words which I had often heard my father speak concerning eternal life and the joy of the saints sunk deep into my heart. Uh, this specific passage has a lot of, of meaning to me, one of which is, is you know, my parents did a fantastic job, I felt anyway, uh, constantly uh, reiterating and helping to uh, reinforce and enforce the gospel in my sister and I's lives. And as a parent myself now with three of my own kids, uh, in this chance we have to uh, basically do our own uh, gospel studies in church at home, it has been a unique opportunity to try to emulate what I was taught growing up and, and, to, and, and to help instill that in my kids' lives. So that's been really neat to have that opportunity, kind of like it, uh, Enos talked about and his, his father um, speaking often of things. So uh, on to some other topics and then moving on to the top five. Um, we had an earthquake here relatively recently, uh, which was really interesting. Uh, there's not like a huge grand story behind it. It was just one of those. I've had two earthquakes that I can remember in the course of my life. One, I was in elementary school. Yeah, I don't even think it was that big, but it was big enough to feel. And then the one we had just a week or two ago. And it's been interesting because I'm a naturally very paranoid person. So anytime anything moves now, it's like, oh, was that another aftershock? Or was that the earthquake? Um, but I think we had like a, a total of like two things that fell over in the house when it hit. Um, but it, it gets you thinking, right? And it makes you think about, oh, I got to make sure I have food storage and an exit plan and all that kind of jazz. So um, it was not a huge impact to us, but it was certainly an interesting event. Um, my youngest son... As I mentioned before, out of my three boys, I have two that are on the spectrum, autistic, and one of them that's ADHD. 
Well, my youngest son, my five-year-old, who's one of my autistic ones, also recently got diagnosed as being ADHD and dyslexic. And so that's been a very interesting uh, challenge. But it's interesting, too, to think about it from the standpoint of getting these diagnoses is like, oh, no, I have this and my life is over. It's not so much that. It's more that I now understand why they're struggling with this. Now, that understanding has been able to lead us to understand how to help them. And so putting a name to it may seem scary, but for us, it's actually been very uh, relieving because now we can understand how to help them better because a person who dyslexic, the way they understand and comprehend things, especially literature or literacy in general, is different. And so we've had to take different approaches with him, which has been really cool. So I'm actually really looking forward to studying up more on this and, and sharing more about it, along with things like ADHD and autism. I, I want to dive more into that psychological realm uh, and, and other like learning disabilities realm and try to share what my wife and I are learning so that anyone else who's struggling with it can kind of uh, see and understand. So that's been, that's been very fascinating. Speaking of my five-year-old, uh, this was just a random thing. So... Uh, my uh, my wife was showing my five-year-old a picture of the globe. And the first thing he said as he's looking over this map is, where's McDonald's? Now, we don't actually go to McDonald's all that often as a family because, frankly, I don't like getting sick to my stomach. But I just find it really hilarious that that was the first thing he asked when he saw this orb, uh, the, the globe. Uh, we also, just two days ago, uh, got a new dog. He's eight weeks old. He is a uh, golden doodle, so uh, a golden retriever mixed with a poodle. Kind of got like this red pseudo curly hair. Uh, they're supposed to be really good at like emotional support, and they're supposed to also be very smart, so uh, they can learn a lot of things, and they bond really closely with their owners. And so part of we, the reason why we got this is to help our, our three kids, because each one of them struggles with something, uh, anxiety and depression uh, being a kind of a dominant uh, theme in my home. And so we're hoping that this will help. So it's going to be an interesting challenge. Uh, like I said, we've only had it for a couple of days now. So we'll see how this plays out. I will say this, though, the family that we got it from, this is kind of what they do. They have like four or five different types of breeds, and they do, do four or five litters plus every year. But it's not just a question of getting the dog from them. You have to pre-order it. Uh, you have to give them the name in advance. Then they go through and they actually do a lot of the like housebreaking and all that jazz well before you ever get the animal. And so it's actually really nice for a person like myself who's a bit OCD. And I certainly don't want animal uh, expletives and excrements throughout the house. And so this has actually been kind of cool because this dog is pretty chill and smart enough to know, hey, let me out now or your house is going to smell bad. So that's been actually really chill. Um, what else? Uh, the movie Onward. Um, I was obviously it's been a while since I've recorded last because it's now out of the theaters and already on Disney Plus. But for being kind of the geek slash nerd that I am and my, my family kind of shares some of those traits at times, the fantasy heavy element of this movie was actually really fun. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought there was a really good uh, kind of twist slash moral at the end of the movie. So I would encourage you, if you haven't already seen it, to take a gander at it. I thought it was very good. Um, we also bought Sonic, which came out on digital as well recently. We've seen it already, but man, it is just a fun show. Just a, it's something to, to watch and smile at. 
there's also a TV show on Disney Plus. It's called Milo Murphy's Law. And it's created by the same people who did Phineas and Ferb. I'm a huge fan of Phineas and Ferb. And uh, the, the same creators did this, Milo Murphy's Law. It takes place in the same universe. And so, as you might expect, there's certainly some crossovers with some of the other characters at times throughout the show. But one of the cool things is, is as I mentioned before, I'm a huge fan of Weird Al Yankovic. And he plays the voice of the main character in this show. He also does the theme song and some of the other music throughout the show. On Disney Plus, there's two seasons worth of the show right now. And, uh, man, it is just it's another one of those shows where you can watch it and it just makes you smile and be happy. Um, there's some great kind of nerd throwbacks. They kind of sort of make fun of Doctor Who throughout the show, but other things as well. But there's also kind of an underlying, uh, you can make it through any difficult times uh, kind of moral to almost every single episode. They really put an emphasis on it in the first episode. So I would encourage anybody who struggles in life, which I would suspect is kind of everybody, give it a shot. It's a really good show. Um, so this leads me to my top five. Uh, I'm just going to say the first three episodes are fantastic. So out of my top five, episode one, two, and three, boom, boom, boom. I mean, those are great. Episode four is, for me, one of the funniest episodes of the entire show. Now, like Phineas and Fur, most episodes are broken into two segments. And so the second segment is kind of an opera uh, scenario. And, oh, my gosh, it's so funny. And then uh, out of the top five, episode 19, it's the season finale of season one. But it's kind of where they really push the crossover thing quite a bit. And I don't know. I was, like, giddy. Um, it was, like, I freaked out. It was really good. So very cool stuff. Anyways, um, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you had a, um, a wonderful pandemic. <laughs> okay, that sounds really bad, but I hope you're surviving the pandemic and thriving, which I think is the ideal. Uh, my, my family and I went to a uh, Thai restaurant yesterday that closed down for a few weeks. I'm sure hoping this pandemic would pass. And we went by to, to get some takeout from them, trying to support some local business. Their food is fantastic. But... Uh, Man, it's so interesting because you see these people that you, you've met just enough that they certainly recognize you by face, but not necessarily by name. And it's just like, oh, I, I want to give you a hug, <laughs> right? And, and I don't like human contact, but uh, it was just so interesting because they were like, oh my gosh, how's your family? How's your kids? And granted, somewhat broken English, so a little hard to follow for me, but um, it was just really cool. And so uh, it was nice to see that they were thriving through this process. And, uh, and it's nice because people are rallying together, trying to help other people thrive. So uh, my, my words uh, to, to near the end of this episode is thrive. Don't just survive during the pandemic. And as Garfield says, you can bet it wasn't an exercise freak who invented power steering. Have a spectacular week. Smile, be happy, and remember you're worth it.